good evening everyone and welcome to AWR, it's the audio wrestling review, it's the weekly show uh, where we review all the fun week in wrestling, both WWE, TNA and Ring of Honor. Now uh, I'm Chris Watts, I'm your host this week, now uh, Lee is actually in Magaluf on a stag weekend, so uh, have fun there Lee, uh, don't catch the clap, uh, but I'm not, let, I'm not let down at all, uh, I'm joined by two excellent analyst as ever. Uh, first and foremost, Mr. Pay-Per-View himself, Mr. Jay Ralston. Hey, wrestling fans. Thanks for tuning in again. And we have a very special guest. Uh, he's the host of the IWC radio show. You can catch him on the Beans on Toast UK. It's Martin Nolan. Hello, everyone. Hi, thanks for having me. How are you doing, Martin? All right? Yeah, not too bad. Nice I received to have... a call from uh, from Lee being told that I was apparently the number one draft pick for, uh, for reserved guests for the show. Yes, yes, we've kicked Lee out. He's probably passed out on a boat somewhere or something. So, um, that's fine. We'll leave him be. We'll we'll do the fun stuff. So this is the uh, the week in review show. Um, I mean, my opening comment is I think it's been a pretty slow week, really. Um, not a lot has, has gone on in, in my view, anyway. We'll go through Raw, SmackDown, uh, Ring of Honor. Dare I say it, we have to touch on TNA because Lee sent me a message that we have to. That segment's going to get two minutes, I assure you. Um, Nevertheless, I'll, I'll kick off. Yeah, Monday Night Raw. Obviously, this was the this is the Raw after probably one of the best Raws we had last week. Uh, draft. Uh, I thought it was a decent show. I didn't think it was a particularly bad show. There were some good spots. I thought Enzo and Moore and Sasha were brilliant. Um, guys, you know, Monday Night Raw. What did you think? Sorry, I weren't sure if Jay were going first. That's fine. <laughs> no worries. No worries. Whoever wants to hit me with it. Um. I, I I didn't think Raw was a particularly great show compared with last week, but it was still a pretty solid show, I thought. Um, but I I think they kind of alternated it a little bit this week. I think I preferred SmackDown more than Raw this week. I don't know what anyone else thought on that, but I, I don't know if it was the two-hour thing rather than the three-hour, but um, Raw kind of lacked this Honestly, week. Honestly, I preferred the Cruiserweight Classic this week. Oh, man. I mean... I, I, I forgive me, guys. I had to go back just now and kind of look at what happened. So I mean, forgettable as of late. I guess Chris, that kind of feeds into your argument that it has you know been a little stale as of late. Um, you know, I didn't, I didn't hate Raw. Um, I thought that opening segment had its moments. It was okay, but I, man, I, I still can't believe it got the time that it did. That thing seemed like it drug on forever, man. Yeah, uh, 21 minutes in the end, which was, yeah, just a little bit too long. I thought, you know, Enzo on a mic is top class anyway. And him kind of hitting on Sasha, I thought that was kind of cool. But then it got to the point where it's like, okay, come on, just make the match and get on with it. Um, it was like, it, unfortunately, it was like a raw opening of old, you know, body drag on, uh, which isn't good. You can do that in this new era, the new era of raw. I mean,. I thought the matches were okay. I thought they think there was nothing to write home about. Clearly, Sami Zayn and Seth Rollins, to me anyway, was the big match on the show. And uh, unfortunately, they just didn't really get the time I don't think they deserved, even though it's a three-hour show. I, I can't see how you can't give these guys 20 minutes on a three-hour show. Um, one thing that I'd be interested, Martin, if I can hit you with this first of all. Um, yep. Clearly, the big story is Brock Lesnar and Randy Orton heading into SummerSlam. Um Obviously, they had the the big teaser here with Paul Heyman. He did a a decent promo. I didn't think it was his best. I will be completely frank. Um, and obviously, the RKO. And what are you kind of thinking heading into to SummerSlam? Because I'll be honest, at the moment, it's not sold on me. 
I just kind of get the feeling that everything's kind of been going by the by, like it's all just a formality, really. I mean, even when you think back to, obviously you had Orton come out on the Raw when he shouldn't be there, which I think is too soon to be having superstars jumping onto other shows, seeing as it's only, what, a week in, basically. Um, but I just get the feeling, like, with Lesnar, that it's just kind of like, you know, that's, he's just going... Me too, which I know he's always said does, but like even on the SmackDown, he got involved. He just, you know, there was no intensity in what he was doing. It just kind of came out, did what he didn't need to do, and that was pretty much it. Uh, I thought the segment itself was fairly obvious by the way that Heyman was going with his, you know, you'll never get the opportunity to hit an RKO, and you just, you knew it was going to end up coming out of nowhere. Um, but the whole thing is a bit a bit strange. I mean, we, we was talking about it on our show because it was like the, the way it built into the, the UFC card, how they felt they needed to announce something before the UFC fight so they had something to promote on WWE side, but it made no sense why it was happening. So it has been a bit strange, I think, but it's not the worst thing in the world to happen, and I think it'll be a, a fairly decent match, but yeah, it is a bit strange at the moment. And then Jay, what 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 are you thinking? Brock Lesnar, Randy Orton heading into SummerSlam. We're not far away now. That's that's the thing that I'm kind of hitting home, is that it ain't that long till SummerSlam. I, I just think they've got a lot to do to build it. Yeah, I mean, this is about what I expected out of this feud. I mean, unfortunately, this is like what I've come to expect when they bring in Lesnar. You know, like he's the big name draw in the pay per views. Like he's going to sell tickets. He's going to sell buy rates or get viewers on the network or whatever, but at the end of the day, he, he's really not around. I mean, he's kind of around, but I I don't know. Like, stuff with Dean Ambrose really, you know, didn't do much for me earlier this year, and now, you know, obviously I was kind of stale on – or not stale. I was just a little turned off by the whole thing when UFC announced that it was going to be Orton versus Lesnar at SummerSlam. You know, obviously just felt like it was thrown together, as I'm sure, you know – most of the fans do and i like i said i just i i can't get too excited for an orton match especially i'm i'm not i don't have a lot of faith in this one let me put it that way martin um yeah i i I would like to um you know i I try really hard to get behind lesnar i like most of his matches um but for whatever reason orton has just grown really really stale on me over the years um and this, this just—I mean, this is what I expected. Just little, little bitty segments. Um, you know, the Raw segment was okay, but you know, the SmackDown segment just—it was what it was. Um, you know, like like Martin said, like literally no emotion, no nothing. Just kind of go out there and do the job. But at the end of the day, it just—it doesn't play out for me. Like I'm not buying it. I guess. Yeah, at the end of the day, the fact that Brock Lesnar has picked up two appearance fees for doing. Jack all really uh, to me just says it all. Um, I mean, heading into SummerSlam, one feud that I hope we can kind of get behind. Although I must admit, the uh, the promo did nothing for me on Raw. Be completely frank. Um, Finn Balor and Seth Rollins—they're obviously going for the WWE Universal Championship. Uh, they had this kind of set to this face-off in the ring. Um, Michael Cole originally was going to be doing an interview with Balor, uh, but then uh, Rollins comes out. Uh, plays the, the chicken shit heel but not quite the chicken shit heel it's, it's a little bit of a funny character he's got going at the moment um this promo i mean t- to me it didn't sell the match up until the last kind of 30 seconds when balor actually got a little bit rolled up 
Um, what, what were your thoughts? I mean, I thought that, that Rollins kind of carried it for, for the grand, you know, most of the time. But yeah, to me, no, Balor kind of sucked, I thought, on the mic. I'll be completely, you know. Well, Rollins definitely carried it. Um, and this is like kind of what goes back to what I was talking about a couple weeks ago, Chris, where, you know, I, I worry about some of these, like, awesome, awesome talents that are getting called up, but yet are they really tested on the mic? You know, do they have that ability to, you know, progress a few and, you know, carry the storyline? Um, he didn't, he wasn't terrible. He, you know, he didn't stammer over his words or anything. I thought he was, you know, he was solid, but it's kind of what I expected. I didn't expect a whole lot out of him. Um, Seth is definitely going to have to carry this feud, but I, I think this is a feud that on, on hype and build alone and just name value of these two, you know, former indie guys that, I mean, most wrestling fans are smart enough to know about now. Um, I, I think that's, what's going to sell this feud. And I think at the end of the day, you know, granted what they do, uh, you know, on a microphone, this is going to be one of the best matches on SummerSlam. Yeah, definitely. I, I think the thing with Balor is, is it's like, you, you know that the promo side is his weakest aspect. His, his emotion and his charisma comes through by his actions in the ring and, you know, obviously when he plays the Beast character, it's more more suited to what, what he's familiar with. But I, I, it's one of those, I think it, it needed to be done. I think you need to kind of put him out there so that he can improve because it will only improve over time. And it's that same kind of thing with Cesaro where even though you know that the promos aren't going to be really strong at first, you would rather them do it, let him build confidence, let him get used to being part of doing that, and hopefully in time it'll progress over time. Because, I mean, if you if you think back to, like, Daniel Bryan, when Daniel Bryan got on the microphone at the start of WWE, he was the same. It was quite rigid. It didn't. There was no real emotion to it. It kind of felt like you were going through the motions, and you could tell he weren't confident in what he was saying. Whereas now, you know, I mean, he's not always perfect, but, you know, he's a natural character. You can tell he's being himself now. So I'm hoping that things like Allah will, you know, will progress the same way, really. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that, Sorry, Jay, carry That's on. a great example. I just wanted to say, Martin, that's a great example because that's the one guy that I go back to all the time when, you know, we're trying to, you know, make this argument about these guys who are so talented with their in-ring styles but are untested or just really don't have the um, – the, the skills he had on the microphone so brian is like literally the example i go to you know 99 of the time because basically it's like oh wow brian got signed yeah but like, it's awesome but is he gonna make it work and you know yeah. i'll be damned if he didn't man he sure did you know what i mean so i mean i guess shame on me for not having more faith in guys like Sami Zayn and finn balor like i mean i have all the faith in the world that they're gonna make it but it's just i don't have the faith in their mic abilities and their character abilities i guess Balor, yes, but Zayn, not so much. Like, I feel like Zayn is just so generic and plain. Granted, he's one of my top five wrestlers in the world, but I just, like, WWE character-wise, I feel like he does like, what is he? Like, what is Sami Zayn other than an underdog? You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think it's one of them as well where you, you're, you have, like, um, you have confidence that they will get it over time and it'll become something that they can do, but you just worry about WWE will stick with them until they get to that because... You think back to Cesaro, like, you know, as soon as he mentioned, a, you know, a, a four-sided ring on four ropes on a three-sided ring or whatever it was, he said when he, he made his bluff that one time on TV that, you know, straight away they lost him and, you, you know, you didn't hear him on a microphone again for about six months. So I'd rather them just keep pushing it through like they would, you know, like how many times did we say that they push Reigns through, you know, because they need to make sure that he is that guy. Do the same with the lower talent where they need to get a bit of confidence. Just keep pushing it through. 
if six months down the line they're still stuttering over the words and things are happening, then you obviously you need to change how you do it. But you know, it's yeah. one of them. I mean, speaking of Reigns, uh, good to see him in a lower feud because at the end of the day, if he test positive for summer, you got to go back down the card. So uh, you can expect him to uh, to be feuding with Rusev, I think, heading into SummerSlam. Uh, I think that's all we need to kind of talk about on Raw. I wanted to cut into just some general wrestling can news I... now. Sorry, Chris, can I just say I was so angry with the Reigns thing on Raw, though. It was so built for Kurt Angle, that moment. (laughs) It really was. Um, Oh, that was how I felt. I had this small little glimmer where I thought, hmm, place where he won the gold medal. It would would be a good feud for Angle to come in with if he was just going to, you know, come in and work on some younger guys. I thought, hmm, and then Reigns came out and destroyed all my hopes. I think it'll come in one day. I think it'll happen one day, but it it will happen. Give it time. Um, moving on from Raw, uh, just into some general WWE news. To be honest, I've got something here that is literally broken in the last sort of five minutes or so. Um, Ryback has now confirmed that he has left WWE. Um, he's announced on his Instagram that he, he has he is done as of today. Uh, he is finished. So, guys, your thoughts on Ryback? He's officially. We know it's kind of writing's been on the wall. I will be honest for a little while. Um, we we've known that that he's been sort of told to go home and, and let his contract run out, but now he's officially gone. What what are your thoughts on on the Ryback himself? Um. He's a complex character, Ryback, because he he did have the ability to cut a promo at times, but he needed work. But I don't know. There's just something. It, I don't know. When he first came in and he was doing the squash matches and everything, I thought it was quite a good character for what it was. I didn't know how far it was going to go. And to be honest, I don't think anything's really ever changed after that. Um, and... I don't know, the guy, I mean, he opened, I remember hearing an interview a few years back where he was talking about how he was going to replace Cena and you just thought he's being open, you know, he's talking openly about these things in interviews under a WWE banner and you're thinking, I like the fact that he's got confidence in his own ability, but is this the right thing to be saying? So to be honest, it doesn't surprise me that he's ended up parting ways with them because um, he's not going to get what he ultimately wants, I don't think, under, under WWE. And Jay, your favourite one's gone. Yeah, he's, he's definitely not. Yeah, no, goodbye, good riddance. But, I mean, <laughs> I, I'll be honest. When the guy first came on, well, not even first came on the scene, just I, I guess when he was doing this stuff with Punk and getting the title matches, like I thought at one point he was going to be I mean, uh, a decent superstar. I thought you know, he could be a transitional champion at points. Like I, I never thought he'd be the next top guy or the next Cena or anything like that. But... It seemed like WWE stock, like his stock was high with WWE, and and you know he has the look that you know Vince uh, is a big fan of that you know is no secret. So I, I thought he would be around for a while and he would be pushed to the moon, but clearly that's not the case. Um, I, you know, the first time I heard that you know he was looking for you know uh, special arrangements in his contract or whatever, I just thought. Who is he and what has he done that, I mean, he even thinks he can get away with that. Like, the guy has done nothing in the business. Like, I I just, I I could care less that he's gone, Chris. I mean, best of luck to him because I don't want to see an individual struggle or go without work. I'm not trying to come across like that, but you know what I mean? Like, I'm just, I don't need him, like, plugging up my TV 
every week. Yeah, I mean, my, my only comment would be, you know, wait and see him on an impact zone soon, I'd say. Um, uh, other news <laughs> this week, I mean, there, there are a few odd, odd tidbits. There's nothing major, I don't think, this week. Um, one thing that I think is, is relatively important anyway is we have our first match for WrestleMania 33 confirmed. Um, big Show is in China uh, to promote WWE, and he has confirmed that it will be Big Show versus Shaquille O'Neal at WrestleMania 33. Uh, as a <laughs> as a, as an outsider, obviously this would be quite an important, you know, this would be quite a big deal, I think. But I mean, crikey, to us wrestling fans, this is going to be your uh, this is going to be a piss break match, surely. Yeah, I'm going to say this is kind of happening about ten years too late, really, isn't it? Um, and it's like you said, it's going to be it's one of them matches that's great for mainstream. It'll get them on the news channels. He'll be involved. It's great publicity for WWE, but genuine wrestling fans just won't take a major interest in it. Or just like you say, it'll be a break moment. Yeah, nothing, nothing excitable there, Chris. Um, I I don't know. I even question. I mean, yes, it's going to get mainstream publicity, but. Like Martin said, it's ten years too late. Like, I I, I don't know. See if it works. I mean, I, you know, sometimes I think they try to to reenact that Tyson bit or strike gold again. But I, you know, I don't I don't think they're going to catch it here. Um, but you know, they should pop a few buys from you know the exposure they get uh, nationally. You know, with the media and whatnot. So we'll see what happens if it works out and plays out. I'm sure they just. Uh, Wanted to have something to announce while they were over there in China, so yeah, for sure, you know. it's, it's a it's a it's a publicity thing to be honest, isn't it? Um, I mean, you know, from there, there's not much in the way of news. We'll head on to, to SmackDown now, which uh, I, I can agree with you guys. I, I thought was the superior of the two shows this week. Again, I think more for the whole two hour thing. I think the show was just generally built. Better. Um, I mean, the key sort of part of SmackDown, I suppose, is is Dolph Ziggler. They finally decided after how many years of not doing anything with the guy and having him job to Baron Corbin that suddenly he's main event material. Uh, they, they gave him a good promo uh, shot. They also gave him a cracking match with Bray Wyatt. Um, the, the whole kind of thing, I thought, with the Wyatt family on this show was superb and hopefully he's building to bigger and better things. I mean, again, more the same question with regards to Raw, Martin. What, what are you thinking in terms of heading into SummerSlam with your main event being Dean Ambrose versus Dolph Ziggler? Because, again, is, is this match sort of a couple of years too late? It's an awkward one because it was as soon as it got announced, you're thinking, you know, you're you're on a show where you've got Lesnar and Orton, you you're gonna have Rollins and Balor, which is just you know an ultimate dream match, really. And then you're thinking WWE Championship, the main championship, and you're thinking Dean Ambrose and Dolph Ziggler, and it just sounds like some Intercontinental title match from two years ago. Um, but I've got to say, I do like the way that they've gone with Ziggler. I was, I mean, when he won the match last week, it was kind of like, wow, like, okay. Um, and I kind of <laughs> had a theory about, are they intentionally making SmackDown not as great as possible? So Because I think the thing when they did the brand split was everyone was thinking that they're doing this to improve SmackDown. So everyone's going to check SmackDown. And I can see in WWE's eyes that they'd be panicking, thinking no one's going to watch Raw anymore. So we need to make sure that Raw's quite good and SmackDown's okay and an improvement and we'll build it up over time. But I've got to say that I, I really enjoyed what they did. I thought the promo that he did was great. He, he showed the emotion in it. He played off what he did do to make you believe that he was actually in with shit winning this. Um, and then ultimately he had the match for Ray Wyatt, which was a great match. And they, they booked it quite sensibly where he won, but he didn't 
you know, he had to use a turnbuckle to win. So, you know, it didn't damage Bray too much, um, which at this stage, to be honest, I don't think you can damage Bray too much more because, you know, I can't remember the last time he won a pay-per-view match that was decent apart from that. But, um, but yeah, the show overall, I thought, was, uh, was a lot better. Uh, if they would have kept Dolph relevant, Chris, I mean, it wouldn't be two years too late or feel like an Intercontinental title match. I mean, let's face it, Dolph has got what it takes to go out there and make an event, but, I mean, they've just they've let him slide so far down the card that people just don't care. And I mean, this is even coming from somebody who was a you know pretty big Dolph Ziggler fan. I'm not going to sit here and say he was one of my top you know wrestlers in the world, but, I mean, I was a big Ziggler fan. I would definitely get excited about his matches, and then just came to it became a point where uh, I could care less. I could take it or leave it. You know, I didn't even you know realize if he was on the show or not. So, I mean, it, it is really out of left field here. I mean, I like that they're taking chances on different guys and trying to build Ziggler back up. Um, I'll be honest, though. I thought they were going to go with Bray I for a second. I was like, wait, did they just like realize, oh, we screwed up or we can't do this and we're going we're gonna to give it to Bray? So, me personally, I, I really liked how that that was booked um i thought it made ziggler look good i mean not only the promo but the match obviously um but you know like my thing is at the end of the day it can you imagine this match chris going back to what i said on the previous podcast that it can you imagine dean ambrose versus dolph ziggler for the universal title like it would have no credibility whatsoever yeah yeah i agree with you man i mean especially when you consider all the other possibilities for example I, I dare I say it, but uh, I don't think people would be so miffed if Bray Wyatt was in that main event. Uh, Dean Ambrose versus Bray Wyatt. I mean, I know they've done it before, but and, and I agree with you. I thought Bray for a minute there, I thought they might have thought, oh, crikey, we've done something bad here, and, and maybe flip-flopped. I still think there's a chance of that. I think potentially we could get a triple threat, perhaps. The only yeah. thing I would say is, you know, I, I, I'm sort of dubious about Ziggler. They built him up really well on this show. But as you said, the problem is is that why wait till now to build him up? Why why have him job to Baron Corbin and why have him be the, the, the guy to take the pinfall for years and all of a sudden expect us to, to want to rally behind him to become the champion? When we know full well, let's be completely frank, he's not gonna be winning it. You know, uh, you know the, the talent they've got on that show is so strong. I mean, why not have uh, why not have AJ Styles and Cena involved in it? You know, why why not have a couple of other guys? It just seems, I don't know. It seems like a little bit of a let's just throw someone in there to give him something to do at SummerSlam, which is such a shame, really. Um, obviously, I, I'm I'm a bit worried though because I I think that the they might actually put the title on Ziggler the way they're booking him at the moment if he carries on the way he is because. If you make him lose this main event at SummerSlam, he's never going to have the opportunity to do this story again of the the redemption of coming back because no one's going to believe it ever again. So I, I'm a bit worried because they are booking it like the absolute underdog story coming through. And if he doesn't, then I think it really is going to damage him even further than what he already is, to be honest. I think, I'll be honest, I think the best thing they can do with Ziggler coming out of this match is to have him lose, but in such a way that he's been almost cheated out of it. And, I mean, to be completely... I, I think he's turning moderately heel in his promos and his, the way he's addressing things. Not, not He's turning cool heel, if you know what I mean. So heelish against the authority figures. But, you know, f- for us Marks who know what Zig- Ziggler has been 
forced, you know, forced back and the rest of it. We we know that that is the case, and he's basically telling us what we know on on the screen. So maybe you know from that there would be a kind of redemption sign where you know he he's constantly coming close, and maybe that leads to something after SummerSlam. I can't help but think though. I mean, to me, and this leads on to the next big segment on SmackDown. I can't help but think that AJ Styles is going to be your guy after SummerSlam going for that bout. We've got it official now, AJ Styles versus Cena at SummerSlam. I think the result there is AJ going over Cena, at least I hope it is. And, and from there, I want to see AJ going for that title. I don't know about you, Jay. That's exactly what I want to see, Chris. Um, and let me just say, though, I was a big fan of what you know AJ and Cena did on the mic this week. Um, I thought they gave him some time. Um, you know, it, it didn't drag really. Um, I was a fan of it. Uh, you know, and it, it it got me excited for this match. Um, and I love kind of how AJ has been given a chance to, you know, develop more and, you know, work on those promos a little bit. And he's actually, you know, answering the call, I feel like. Um and I, I feel like Cena and AJ work really, really well together. I feel like there's a chemistry there, not only, you know, in the ring in their matches, but, like, when they're just in the ring together feeding off the crowd for promos, there's just a genuine excitement. I don't know. Do you guys get that feel, that feeling as well? I get the feeling they're comfortable with each other. I get the feeling that they, they know how each other ticks. I also think Styles, I didn't ever really realize, is a terrific heel. Uh, he really plays that role well. I don't know what you think, Martin, but I, I think they do work well together. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was a bit gutted at the time they turned him heel just because of how because they did it at the same time as Rollins, and it was just like I weren't happy about Rollins going back to heel because I I thought with the the special they did on him it was the perfect time to give him a face run going into like SummerSlam, but obviously that didn't happen, and obviously things changed anyway. But um, yeah, I mean Styles has really run with it quite well. Uh, the only thing I'm really worried about with this, though, is is the the usual 50-50 booking, and even though it wasn't clean in any way, AJ won last time, so I can't help but feel that Cena's going to win this one. Oh, I hope not. I, my, I really my, hope not, but I'm, yeah. I'm really. I mean, my I thinking was it. that Cena got pinfall at pinfall at Battleground, so you know he'll do with the others the next time. But you know that that's to be. Uh, that's to be discussed, obviously. Um, so that's our first two days of wrestling done. Of course, we head into a third day now because it's not like we've got enough wrestling in the week. Uh, Wednesdays now is typically Cruiserweight Classic and NXT time. Uh, Cruiserweight Classic, I have been loving the Cruiserweight Classic. And this week, I know that Jay is probably going to pee his pants a little bit because this I thought this match was absolutely mind-blowing. Johnny Gargano against Tommaso Ciampa. My God. <laughs> I loved it. Chris, like, outstanding match. And you know what? Not like I'm sitting here gloating or anything, but I get the privilege of, like, seeing these two work in a ring against each other or with each other almost every month at AAW for the last year. You know what I mean? So it's been it's been a real privilege, man. Um, I honestly, I mean, I, I thought it was going to, as far as the outcome goes, I thought it was going to go the other way. Um, I thought they were higher on Ciampa right now. Um, which could still be the case. I mean, this is granted a cruiserweight thing with a lot of outside guys. So, I mean, we could see Ciampa be built quicker and, you know, towards the top in NXT or first, if you will. But, um, yeah, wow, like just perfect match, man. And it had the crowd in the palm of their hands. Like, and, you know, it doesn't happen too often, you know, because, like, when, when I watch so much live wrestling, I, I have a tendency at home to, 
have a hard time getting into it. It's like, man, I was just sitting here popping for everything, you know, clapping at a couple of points, just like, you know, like, this is awesome, man. So, you know, like the, the whole the whole show, really, um, what I would say about that is, well, it's been great. The one down also. Would you agree with me, though, in this first round, you feel like there's a, it's kind of predictable and there's some fodder there, some guys that you could tell are just there to kind of fill spots and put over these guys that are going to be in the Sweet 16, which is going to be a spectacular Sweet 16, if I do say so myself. Oh, absolutely. I think it's like any competition, really. It's like the, like the King of the Ring used to be, wasn't it? There's always some mid-carders you've got to try to get out of the way first and foremost. Um, I mean, your likes of Ibushi and, and, you know, and Johnny Gargano and Zack Sabre Jr., they were always going to be going through and hitting the big spots. The question now is, of course, is that who have they, WWE actually got signed? Because clearly those are the ones that are going to do well. Um, Rumour is that Ibushi has signed. Zack Sabre Jr. apparently hasn't and isn't looking to sign come out this week. Uh, obviously Gargano and Champa are heading to the main roster. Uh Martin, have you have you watched any of the Cruiserweight Classic? I mean, what, what do you think of it? Yeah, I mean, I've I've been watching it, but unfortunately I've not seen the last I've not seen the Brian Kendrick match from last week and I missed this week's episode. I've not seen it yet, so I'm a little bit behind, but um yeah, I mean, I, it's a very different style of watching even in like, the basic production, the way it's presented, I like you know, the, the it's almost like a street fighter kind of style to it. The way they do the uh, the versus screen and uh, commentary is great. Obviously, you've got two knowledgeable guys. Uh, you know, it, it's basically it's it's wrestling taken at its purest form and presented in a true sport. No storylines. You know, basic in ring products. Great stuff. And yeah, it's it's definitely hitting all the buttons at the minute. Yeah, just just to note on the other results, uh, Rich Swan went over Jason Lee, uh, Non Dar went over Gerva Sira. Now uh, that I must I must say, just as a side note, was probably one of the poorest matches I've seen. Yeah, I, I was going to say, Chris, not to cut you off, but not impressed with either one of those guys, no, man. Very true. sloppy match, like pretty bad. Not not as impressed with the Jason Lee either, but I mean these these guys in the next match. That, Dahl and uh, the the Bollywood blonde guy just took it to another level as far as drizzling shits go. Like neither <laughs> one of those guys, and it seems like they have some hype around Dahl or whatever his name is. And like I'll be honest, I don't know too much about him, but like he did nothing at all for me, man. Like I, if I never see him again, I'd be fine with that. Yeah, no, didn't didn't do nothing for me. Jack Gallagher, on the other hand, I mean, he went over Fabian H. Uh, Jack Gallagher, he's, he's I a dig, British bro. guy. He's good. Yeah, he's good. I dig, man. I like him. Yeah, bit different. Just something a little bit different. I didn't think in a million years he would go over, especially when he's up against this big jacked up Italian guy. I'm like, oh, oh god, he's gonna put up a hell of an effort, but he's gonna lose, you know. But like, clearly he was the better wrestler and you know deserved to go over. But I just thought he didn't have the look. And when he actually won, I was like, holy shit, that's pretty awesome. Like, kudos to him. Um, I'm gonna you know, say, like, I like. Uh, sorry, I was just gonna I like say. This promo. Let me just say. His promo in the beginning, Martin, like where he said, "I'll be a gentleman as long as you're a gentleman." Or like, I kind, I like that, and you know, I liked everything he did in the ring. Like, it seemed like Brian was genuinely excited about some of his counters and stuff, which I mean, I thought were fantastic. Yeah, I was going to say because I, I, listening to last week's show, I know Chris said that he wasn't too impressed with uh, Zach. David, I can't even say it. Zach. Oh, I can't. 
you Zach know what I mean. Saber Junior. <laughs> yeah, it's got it's gonna be one of them things where I'm never gonna be able to say it, so I really need to think of a new way of saying his name. Um but yeah, um I know that you said that you weren't too keen on it and I was watching it and because I'd heard your comments before I saw it, I was kinda like, Oh, it'd be interesting to see how it comes across and I kind of understand why you felt a little bit lost with it because it was such a different style to everyone else but I also think that that was such a good thing to see considering he stood out from everyone else as well in the tournament I think so. um, and I think in the next round when he because he, he's going to be facing the um, is it Gulak the other technical wrestler in the next yeah, round Gulak, I think that, correct. yeah so I, I think that'll be a really interesting match just to see because you know obviously it's a match of style so uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do there yeah, for sure. Long yeah. may the Cruiserweight Classic continue. Absolutely. Yeah, real quick, though, Chris. Like, I didn't think that match was nearly – well, not you didn't – it's not like you said it was poor, but you just said you weren't that into it. Um, that Sabre match from – his first-round match from the Cruiserweight Classic, I thought it was solid. Like, I, I, like Martin said, like, I could see why, you know, you might be a little turned off by it, but at the, at the end of the day, it was refreshing, and it was actually really solid. And I thought Sabre's little bit of charisma kind of shined through there. You know, he was, you know, uh, just his little mannerisms when he was, you know, doing his counters and hitting his spots and everything. He had, he had a little swag to him, which was good to see, even when he came out and made his his entrance. Um, but, you know, so I, I, I enjoyed the match. Um, but unfortunately, I don't think he's going to go as far as he should, you know, based on the fact that he doesn't, he's not looking for a contract. And kind of like what I told you and Lee a couple weeks ago when I talked to him at AAW and I said, hey, how's it feel? You know, about to get signed, this and that. And, he flat out told me, he's like, oh, I don't think I want to, you know, he's like, I love having the freedom to be able to go and travel and be with my family or, you know, do whatever I want to do and, and not have to be obligated to be somewhere every week. So, I mean, it's just a shame. Um, but I, I still think he's good. He's going to advance this round at the very least. I mean, we're set up for some dynamite matches from here on out in this tournament. That's for damn sure. Oh, absolutely. Just to, just to rattle through these, these matches really quick. So we're down to the final 16 uh, already. It's, it's amazing how quick this thing's going. Uh, we've got Atira Tozawa uh, against Jack Gallagher. We've got Tajiri hanging in there, the old vet, uh, versus Grand Metallic. Uh, you've got Drew Gulak versus uh, Zach Sabre Jr., as we said. Norm Dar against Ho-Ho Loon. Uh, the Brian Kendrick against Tony Nice. Kota Ibushi, who is my favorite to win it. Uh, versus Cedric Alexander, another cracking star. Uh, TJ Perkins against Johnny Gargano, and then Lince Dorado versus Rich Swan. So amongst that lot, there are some cracking matches to be had. And uh, what do you th- what do you think about Tazawa, Chris? <sighs> yeah, I, I I must admit I I'm I'm a fan. <laughs> is this I'm your a... first exposure to him? Yeah, it is a hundred percent, and that's kind of the oh, joy man. as well. Is that now I can go back. And, and kind of you know have a even like like to Zack Saber I can go back now and have a look and see what they have done to maybe appreciate I, I've watched some Zack Saber uh, matches from from Revolution Pro uh, just on YouTube because I mean this one was YouTube you can find anything and this is some good stuff Kota Ibushi you know if you've never seen Ibushi before this that's the joy with a little tournament like this is different people you know you you can pick up all their stuff and. Uh, no, I I must admit I'm impressed. That, yeah, to Zawa, I'm I'm very impressed. The problem is he's against Jack Gallagher, and um, yeah. I believe that Jack Gallagher has been signed. So, you know that that makes you. That's the problem now. I must admit is heading forward. Like, you can't see Johnny Gargano losing. You can't see Rich Swan losing. I mean, they're good in their own right, so I'm I'm not knocking them. But 
that being signed is going to be so important heading into the latest stages. Because let's be completely that, that's frank, gonna they're play not the having, that's what they're it's not having anyone winning and signed, are they? They're going to have their own guy win this thing. Right, exactly. Um, but yeah, definitely go. Like my point was, just go check out more Tozawa because like, coming in for me, um, I, I've seen a lot of his. Um, I've been lucky, you know, to see a lot of his stuff live when he was on tour over here. So I mean, he for me was one of the top three in the tournament. Uh, he still is. Um, if if they keep him in around this thing for a little bit, like there's potential to be some great matches later on. But I think, like you said, I think we could end up seeing Saber versus. Uh, Gallagher, maybe. I mean, I, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but that's just one prediction I'm throwing out there. I've not read any spoilers. I know nothing. I'm just saying I think that that's a match that they're kind of building towards. I mean, would, would, would be the craziest thing you've heard, Chris? It wouldn't at all. I, I, I can't help but think that Bushi is going to be up there. Um, again, I, I've heard that he is signing. you got to remember that Raw have got this cruiserweight division coming. So out of this set of guys, there are a certain amount that are signed. Um, my personal belief is that it would be Zack Sabre Jr. versus Kota Ibushi in the final. Uh, that is my, my belief. Now, the only thing that I must say is, and I, I only thought about this the other day, that final show, they've got to have an undercard. Mm. So surely some of the guys that do get beat, they are going to be sticking around, like maybe in a tag or something like that. So maybe a few of these guys will be there come the final, just in a different light, perhaps. Right, that's yeah. usually what happens PWG weekend as well. Um, you know, like the guys that get eliminated the other nights, they'll work non-tournament matches, and it actually makes for a really good card, you know, a chance to get to see these guys one more time and, you know, check out what they got. So, you know, I'm excited, man. Uh, well. Real quick, though, I wasn't ta- I wasn't referring to a finals between Saber and Gallagher because, like, I agree with you 100%. Ibushi is going to win this thing, but I was thinking I think it sets up to where they would be a semifinal match or right, quarter okay, final. yeah, yeah, for sure. They've got to and meet. I, Basically, you, they've got to meet, haven't they? At some point, you've got to think they've got to get together. Yeah, and I think they both have winnable next rounds, and then that would face them against each other in the following round, no, the third for round. Sure. For sure, absolutely. Um, the other thing that, that obviously happens on, on a Wednesday, because it's not like we need more wrestling, uh, is NXT. And uh, and I, th- I thought this show was a decent little show. Um, the, the, the key thing for me was Bobby Roode. Uh, he'd come out and cut his promo, and, and he had such a good attitude. Bobby Roode was an absolute steal as a free agent. Why on earth TNA let him go, I don't know. Uh, it was good to see uh, Kenta, uh, Hideo Itami, come back, finally, after all that time off. Really good to see him. Mojo Rawley, I could care less. Um, Os- Oscar and Bailey. Obviously, we're going to have Oscar Bailey too at, uh, at Brooklyn, apparently. And then the Revival went over TM61 uh, to hopefully sort of kickstart a bit of a challenge, perhaps, for for the bouts. Um, did you watch NXT this week, guys? Unfortunately, I haven't seen it, but... Um... Yeah, it's it's on my to-do list. Uh, I'm a little bit behind this week, sorry. <laughs> no, that's fine, not a problem. And Jay? I have not, actually. I was putting myself getting the three out of the four shows, and I tried hard to get it in, but I couldn't do it yet. Um, so- sounded all right, though. Um, Mojo Raleigh, huh? we're getting him on both ends, brother. <laughs> oh, man. He's just terrible. So Is there anyone that likes Mojo Raleigh? Apparently Vince. Apparently, Vince. He might be the only one. No offense to Mojo, but no, no. I mean, that's 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 one thing to bring up now. You know, we've had two weeks of it now. Um, is there too much WWE now? Um, you know, now we've got Monday three hours Raw, Tuesday two hours SmackDown. We've now got Cruiserweight Classic and NXT on a Wednesday. 
do you think maybe by the end of the week you burn out? You know, Chris, like before, honestly, like I wasn't even watching it all to begin with. Um, I thought it was a lot. But and I guess now I feel like it's somewhat relevant. There are guys exclusive to that that I can only see on SmackDown, so I do feel obligated to watch SmackDown, whereas before I hadn't watched SmackDown probably all year. Um as Jay's um, dog making the runners. <laughs> yeah, she needed to make her appearance. Sorry about that. Um, the missus just got home. Um, but, yeah, I I do feel obligated to at least watch it now. Um, and then Cruiserweight Classic and NXT, for me, that's always just uh, a treat. Um, you know, I could never look at that as just too much wrestling. So, for me, you know, as a bartender, I'm off Monday, Tuesdays, Wednesdays anyway. Um, it's perfect for me. You know, granted, whatever I've got going on um, that evening – when I do get home eventually, I can always flip it on the network and watch it whenever. Um, so for me, it works out great. Uh, I could see, though, how a casual wrestling fan, it would be just absolutely way too much. But for me as a diehard fan, I have no problem with it. I feel like you have this network. You have all this space. You have, you know, you could do whatever you want, basically. Um, you have these TV deals. So why not uh, utilize them? Um, and you have all this talent, too, that forever, a lot of these guys were just, like we've said, not being used properly or not given the right amount of time on Raw, you know, or when you had just one pay-per-view. So, you know what, let's see what happens. Um, I, hopefully they can get things, you know, both both shows firing on all cylinders to where each pay-per-view every month is exciting, you know, equally excitable. But I, I don't know. Um, for, for now, I'm fine with it. But, I mean, I, I could see how people get burned out. What do you think, Martin? Um, I'm, I'm struggling. <laughs> um, there is a lot of TV to watch. Um, and at the moment, I think it's okay. Like you say, at the moment it's quite good because you've got a split roster. So everything feels quite fresh. Everything's got its own individuality. Um, but moving forward, I do worry when things settle down a little bit and things don't feel as important as they do at the moment. Um, I'm a bit worried that it is going to be a bit crazy. I mean, I'm, I've am i booked a week off work for the week after SummerSlam so that I can stay up that weekend and watch it. And I'm just looking at it, and I've just looked at the schedule. It's like Saturday you've got NXT TakeOver. Sunday you're going to have SummerSlam. Monday you're going to have Raw. SmackDown's going to be on the Tuesday. And then you're going to have NXT on the Wednesday. And I'm not sure. I think the Cruiserweight Classic will still be on by then. So it's just like, it's like, wow. It's like... I mean, luckily, everything, you know, these days you can record and watch whenever you feel like it. But it's just like, if if you're trying to watch everything live, that is a lot of commitment from someone. And I just think they're getting a little bit too close. It, I think the world would be a lot easier if Raw wasn't three hours. But, you know, we all know that that's not going to change. No, for sure. Um, Unfortunately, we have to mention the stuff that Lee wants us to mention now. So, if you want to turn the podcast off now, you are welcome to do so. Um, TNA, that shitstorm of a company that is still alive, uh, just got to run through their, their results, apparently. So, James Storm defeated Eli Drake for the King of the Mountain title. Eli Drake, I must say, is one of the very few redeeming features of TNA. Superb on a microphone. Uh, not this next guy, though. Bobby Lashley. Um, Black Lesnar. Um, apparently, he faces Eli Drake for the King of the Mountain title so that he could potentially win three singles titles. So that's the best way of booking somebody yet, yeah, not. And, uh, and EC3 will apparently face the TNA champion at Bound for Glory. So there we go. There you've had it. Now you can turn the podcast back on. Ring of Honor! Yes! Um, 
Now, um, good news. Uh, we Actually, me and Lee, I must admit, we've got tickets. They're coming over for a UK tour. On November 20th, we are in Leicester, uh, at the Leicester Sports Hall. They're doing a, a night in Liverpool, night in Leicester, and night in London. Uh, we're at the Leicester show. Uh, looking forward to it. First Ring of Honor show. I'm excited as anything. Um, I will be completely frank. We don't really keep up the TN, the, the TV. It's an absolute nightmare to find over here. Uh, we're more about the, the specials that they do. Um, basically, uh, just a comment that uh, the Jay Leaf and the Briscoes actually defeated the Bullet Club. Uh, Adam Claw then shaved Jay Leaf for bold, um, which hopefully hasn't made Jay Leaf have lost any of the charisma that he doesn't have. Um, Jay, have you kept up with any Ring of Honor recently? I I have not seen in a couple weeks, my brother. I'm going to be honest with you. Is this a TV taping you're running down right yeah, now? Yeah, apparently, uh... I, I would guess this is for TV because they're heading to their next big show. Uh, I think that's the weekend of the tw- of SummerSlam, actually. Uh, I believe the, the Friday. Um, they, they've got their next sort of special. Um, Jay Lethal, just just a very very quick comment because I, I like Ring of Honor, but. Man, if there's one thing that's bringing that company down is having the belt on that guy for so long. Yeah, no, I, I, I Martin, I don't, you go first, but no, I agree. No, no, no. I was just going to say, I mean, I've I've not seen Jay Lethal properly since TNA days, and that was many, many moons ago, but when they still potentially had potential. Um, but <laughs> potentially still have potential. Wow. <laughs> Possibly. I, I, I am, like, really gripping at straws there. But, when um, TNA were less shit than shit. Um, but I've always thought he was a decent guy uh, I've heard news and stuff of when he won the title and I think he was weren't he double champion at the time I don't know if he still is no he Uh, was um, and I heard good things about him then but I've got to be honest I didn't see it but um, uh, I'm I'm surprised to hear that people aren't finding it good but Obviously, if he's been holding it for quite a long time, it depends on what how things have been booked. But I find it surprising, but I can't comment because I've, I've not seen it really. Well, that's the thing, though, Martin. Um, Lethal, I mean, in ring, he's you know one of the best going. Like he's he's phenomenal. It's just he's kind of you know I guess a little bit boring, little mm. little stale, I guess, when it comes to you know the promo thing and uh, just you know carrying a feud, you know top, you know as the top guy. Like it's just kind of. Uh, and that's just kind of how I feel sometimes, Chris, when I say, you know, Ring of Honor's gotten a little cookie cutter compared to some of these other indies, you know, where it's almost like it's not as edgy and as innovative as it used to be, where more or less now it follows a pattern. And it's got a lot of talented guys, but a lot of talented guys that do the same thing. And there's not a whole lot of variety on the shows. But, I mean, I, I with that said, I'm not knocking Ring of Honor. I mean, I guess I am, but I'm not because I still love Ring of Honor. But... You know, for me, I, I said it before on podcasts that Lethal is just, he doesn't do it for me as champion, definitely not for this long. Um, they need to switch things up and kind of, they need to go back to n- not following such a formula on their shows that feel like every show that I go to is the same. Um, they need to, I feel like, just get back to some of these other indies where, you know, you could expect some pandemonium to break loose once in a while. You could expect expect a nice surprise, just uh, I, I just feel like lately uh, it's been uh, very straightforward, and it's it's always going to be really sound, great wrestling. But I mean, it's just not as excitable as it once was. I guess that's the one way I could put it. 
Could, yeah, could I'm, I just I'm say you. that uh, I'm, from the way that you're speaking about Jay Lethal being champion, it sounds almost like he's becoming Ring of Honor's John Cena. Yeah, only he actually fucked AJ Lee. So you have to give him some. <laughs> you do have to give him some props for that. That's the only thing. Cena did? Oh, no, uh, Jay Lethal. Cena didn't. So that's why Jay Lethal just has a slight edge on Cena. In that Jay game. Lethal fucked AJ Lee. Oh, yes. <laughs> really? Is this just confirmed? This, this is legit. They were they were very happily in a, in a relationship, and then she got all straight edge. And she Martin, this is her. what we talk about on the podcast, just so you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't talk about wrestling. We actually talk about stuff that's interesting to us, like the fact that this happened. Yeah, it happened, man. <laughs> No, I, no. Can, I can hear Lee screaming from my yeah, Lee's going like, oh, he's, he's pulling his fucking phone? beard out right now. No, at this point, Lee has got his head over a bucket. He is probably throwing up. And again, he's got syphilis now. He's not just. <laughs> oh, um, so, but no, uh, Jay Lee thought it, no, he's just got. I agree with the whole Ring of Honor thing. Every match is kind of the same. That's the only knock I had about the last special because me, me and Lee have been making a thing of watching the specials. We do watch them. It just felt very safe. That was why the Steve Carino match was so good was because it was kind of a little bit cutting edge and a little bit racy, and then they had to bring Kevin Bloody Sullivan out, and that just oh, don't even get me started. But um, but but no, they, they do need to to up the ante, I think, a bit and just change things up, and also just put War Machine and Young Bucks in the ring together, give them half an hour, give them a ladder. Maybe, Maybe and and fireworks because to me those those guys are just a class above you know absolutely love them. Um, I mean, in terms of the wrestling week, I think that pretty much does it. There isn't a lot else happen, although we've covered a fair amount in an hour. I must admit, um, that that's all I've kind of got. I mean, have you got any news stories of the week, guys? Uh, I haven't got news, but there was one thing that I did want to mention that I thought was quite good, and uh, it's only a small thing. It was from Raw. Um, Cesaro went the promo with Mick Foley backstage, and I like the fact that Mick Foley brought up his shoulder as the reason wasn't higher in the draft. I just thought that small thing was just a good little explanation, even though I know obviously it's just a, a creative way of giving reason for it. I thought it was quite a, a nifty little way of just not making Cesaro like a poor pick. No, true. Yeah, it's I like a bit of continuity, which is what we want. I like yeah. that too. Um, one other thing I just wanted to mention from Raw that we didn't hit on earlier, and yeah, you're going to say go figure, me being a Kevin Owens guy, but I did like that stuff um, at the end with uh, Jericho and uh, Owens. I'm a little bit silly, but I thought it played out nice, and it's just Owens just keeps seeming to have moments like that. You know what I mean? Just little moments that they give him, and they, they do build him like he's a big star, which I really love. And you know, I just I thought that moment was great. And it's almost you knew that that's what they were going to go to. Um, you know, when they panned out and Owens was standing there, I don't know, it kind of shot chills down my spine because I think that together they're going to work good together. Um, you know, Owens deep down, he's a big fan. He's probably a fan of Jericho from back in the day. So him getting to work with Jericho is going to be, you know, well much appreciated. I'm sure. Um, you know, and I, I just you know, Enzo and Cass are hot right now, so. Well, it's kind of thrown together. I, I just I, I like the two of you know Jericho and Owens together, and I like that segment where Owens was uh, you know kind of told Jericho that he had his back. Yeah, I, I yeah. thought Owens on commentary as well was gold, absolute gold. When isn't he, Chris? Exactly. Whenever you put, well, I was going to say anytime. Yeah, anytime that he gets a chance to be on the screen, he just makes the most of every minute he gets. He he just yeah. You, you can't. You said it, Martin. You yeah. said it. Just kind of hope again, like the whole uh, AJ thing, that 
get SummerSlam out of the way. The draft it will be like a month in. And fingers crossed the guys like Owens can actually get into that main title picture. I think they deserve it. I think they need they need to start pushing these guys. Because at the end of the day, right, it sounds pathetic. Mania 33 right around the corner. They need to start building up the guys to, to be able to sell out. Uh, is it the Citrus Bowl they're back at again uh, in, yeah, in Orlando? Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, they need to sell that thing out. And although Big Show, Shaquille O'Neal might sell a few tickets, they need to build up these guys like Ziggler, AJ Styles. Yeah, but, make them big but deals heading into it. You, you keep giving away matches like Ziggler and Rollins on just random Raws. Like, what are you going to have left for your, your WrestleManias? What's going to be special, bro? Like, I'll be honest, while... Yeah, I appreciate a good match on Raw. Like, that was a little excessive, if you ask me. Like, I'm, I'm not trying to get into this when we're wrapping up, but it's just like, geez, Louise, man. Like, that could main event a WrestleMania down the line. I mean, am I wrong? You've got to uh-huh. keep something in your back pocket. You've got to keep a place in, 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 in the pocket, you know? And at the moment, there is no clue, really, how Mania is shaping up. I think by this time last year... We did have a rough idea. I know that Rollins got injured. You know, I think we could kind of picture what Mania would be like at the moment. I haven't got a clue what Mania 33 would be looking like. Uh, to be quite honest, I didn't think that SummerSlam would be as it is. So it, it just beggars belief, really. At the same time, it might be deemed a good thing because we might get some surprises. You know, we might get kevin owens head in the show you know we might get a, a big run from i mean I, I would love to see bray wyatt get a massive run up in, into the winter but that's just the thing who, who knows lots of lots of potential that's a good thing that's the story with the draft and we'll we'll, we'll end it there it's, it's been a good show lee i hope you well and you get back safe and you get back through customs with all your clap and stuff um <laughs> Guys, it's been great once more. Martin, thank you very much. Feel free to plug away, my friend. Oh, well, thank you for having me. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter, uh, I'm at Beans on Toast UK. And if you want to follow our show, we're at the IWC Radio. Uh, and we do a live show on Saturday nights on YouTube. So if you're interested, by all means, give us a listen. And thanks for having me. There we go. Jay, do you know what Beans on Toast are? Is that a uh, thing over there? It's not, as far as I'm, I'm aware of. No, I'm not familiar oh, no. with it's it. It's not yet, but I, I've convinced, I've tried to convince many people that it should be a thing. But you know, yeah, it, it's a superb thing. It's a breakfast, <laughs> baked beans on pieces of toast. It, it's superb. Oh wow! I, I mean, I, I love baked beans. So I mean, yeah, man. sounds like it could be right up my alley. Oh yes, plated tummy sauce as well. And uh, so, so that's that's it for the show. Thank you very much. Thank you very much to Martin for joining us, and of course, as ever, Mister Pay Per View, Jay Ralston. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll see you next week. And I've been Chris. Thank you very much for listening. Take care. Sweet, guys. Thank you very much. Awesome, awesome. awesome. Uh, We got about an hour in, which is good. So I should be editing the shit out of that and and getting it up, hopefully. I think probably tomorrow now. Um, Yeah, because I probably won't get much of a chance uh, tonight, but it'll certainly be tomorrow, so... Right, I was. Buddy, I, I, I forgot. I forgot. I mentioned actually. Last time that Big Show wrestled in the Citrus Bowl was when he faced Floyd Mayweather. It was actually. God, <laughs> Mania, Mania Twenty Four. God, that depressing. <laughs> Jeez, that was ages ago. That oh, was man. still to this day, though, for me. That you know is being the twelve, thirteen WrestleManias now. Like that's one of my favorite as far as ad, pure atmosphere goes and just being like legit outdoors um i the the weather was great the did you I not love worry about the weather at the start 
No, not so much, man. I mean, I wasn't following it or anything, but it didn't really seem like. I mean, it was a little cloudy. It wasn't bad. I thought New York was the one oh, to I'm worry about. Yeah, I mean, when they announced that one, it was one that was a bit like, hmm, that's not the greatest place in the time of year to be potentially doing that outside. Sure, sure. I must admit, see, my, my mania, and this is going to sound really pathetic, was WrestleMania 28, only because that was the first mania yeah, I, that I've that. I've been in my house. Um, and I actually ordered the pay-per-view and everything and actually kind of just watched it all live. That was the first time I'd done it properly. And, oh, man, it was just... Oh. That... That was the only one that I have seen yeah, such I, crowd I, reaction I, I at the finish of a match, because I have never seen people jump off their feet so much when Rock beats Cena. I don't know if it was just people around our area when it happened, but the place went nuts, and I, I think everyone was just convinced that Cena was going to win that match. <laughs> I, I just, oh, I don't know, it's just something about the shirt. This is like what I've come to expect. Yeah, hell yeah. But hey, guys, I hate to cut it short, but I got to uh, take my girl out to dinner tonight for her birthday, and I got to jump in the shower. Not a problem, mate. Have a good night, and happy birthday yeah. to her as well. Absolutely. Martin, nice it was very you. nice uh, meeting you, my friend. Um, and hopefully you. we get to do it again. Yeah, definitely. Thanks, pal. No problem. Well, cheers, and guys. Keep, Thank you very much. Uh, keep in touch. Have a good weekend, guys. Take, take care, care, mate. Bye-bye. Bye. I was going to ask whether you, you drew.